1: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Everyone thinks I had a storybook career, that I just sprang into Disney Channel stardom overnight, made millions, and lived happily ever after. Spoiler alert, I didn't. There were countless failures along the way, and there still are. How I deal with that struggle and how I pivot when failure creeps in is what allows me to keep going, keep learning, and keep striving for balance. The Vulnerable Podcast is an invitation to hang out every week with me, Christy Carlson Romano, as I invite friends, celebrities, and experts for in-depth conversations discussing the good, the complicated, the beauty of being human, and what it means to be vulnerable. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate the ups and downs of my guests' paths to success.
2: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts
1: everywhere. Acast.com
3: Welcome to this week's attacking scrum podcast. Thank you very much indeed for downloading. This week we're going to be concentrating on the second Lions tour game, so the 22-16 loss to the Blues out in Auckland. Alongside me, as always, to do so is Dan
0: Killick. Evening, Dan. Good evening. A little bit bleary eyes. Yeah, it's a long old day, isn't it? Really, it is a long day. I missed the um, missed the game this morning. Caught up Did with you? It a couple. Of, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't break away from work, but caught up with it a couple of hours couple of hours ago. See yeah, I caught it a mixture of before working on the sly
3: and just about managed to just about managed to watch it.
0: Yes. And then Skygo in the put, toilet. Skygo yeah.
3: yeah or Sky go <laughs> on the desk. You know, oh, kinda working, working in media, yeah. you can you can just about get away with that. Yeah yeah but at the same time it was uh, it, Yeah definitely kind of had to have another look To try and get me back up to speed But you watched the whole game this evening haven't you?
0: Yeah I watched the whole game literally about an hour ago And um, the old WhatsApp messages were, you know, were flying in I, haven't, I didn't have a chance to look at them But caught up with them before I watched And uh, I was there was a lot of negativity on those messages But um, I enjoyed the game I thought it was a right old battle
3: Again we could be assuming the familiar roles then of yeah, you being positive and me being negative I think he's going that way potentially I, I don't know I've had a little bit of time to kind of dwell on it I was certainly downbeat this morning I suppose it's potentially not helped by the fact that Lions have lost the tour game and then you're facing a whole day at work aren't you which yeah. at least at the weekend you have you know, you can go have a beer and take yeah, your mind yeah, off it yeah. so I don't, know if, uh, I don't know if that had an impact on it I've had a little bit of time to reflect for me it is very much about backs and forwards I think there was a fair amount of positives to be taken out of the forwards the backs showed
0: no imagination and that's the that's the thing that really concerns me yeah definitely I think that it's possibly more difficult then to get um, uh, you know sort of cohesion between the backs um, than it would be the forwards Um, and so I think we you know we saw that we had we had a couple of chances didn't we we had probably two or three chances which were you know tries were on, but we we just weren't you know we just didn't take them. And um, against you know against uh, the All Blacks or New Zealanders, you you've got to take your chances. Yeah, you? and we and we didn't. They did. You know they they didn't have that many chances. But um, do you think
3: it's one of those where if we were playing, you know, a kind of a weaker warm-up game? You know, if this was out in South Africa and you were playing a Kings Fifteen or one of those, I
0: mean. You could potentially yeah. argue that, that they would have gone over, but then they didn't at the weekend and that was a scratch team. Yeah, it was, yeah, but this was a this is a far better performance. I thought this was on another, you know, a, a good few notches up certainly and um we you know, they've they've been playing together, haven't they, for, you know, six, seven months. They're 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 well gelled. Mm. You know, I know they're fifth over there, but they're they're a good out they're a top outfit. And, you know, we've just come together. So with all those things considered I thought, yeah, there was there was quite a few negatives, but there was more positives than negatives in my opinion. Fair enough. As you say, it's for me, it's it's a question of
3: backs and forwards, and that's how we're kind of uh, splitting this pod up. Uh, so what we've done is have a look at. The back's with you, Dan, which we'll be doing in just a moment. And in order to help us see how well the forwards played, we've enlisted the help of regular attacking scrum contributor, our good pal, the mighty Murph. I caught up with him earlier to see what he had to say.
2: Evening, Murph. Hi, mate. Okay? Yeah, all right. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good. Um, Nice uh, early... Well, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the game live, but I would have been up early if I'd had a chance to watch it. And um, yeah, I had to with all the scores, so it was one of those where I, I could have, but I, I had to tivo it and watch it as live when I got back.
3: Did you? Uh, so you did? You manage to avoid the score, or did you know it by the time? Yeah, you y- y-
2: it? yeah. No, it was easy. I, I was, I was only like a say less than an hour behind live, so I just left the radio off in the car. Yeah, and that was that was easy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, obviously. I thought we'd uh, take you up on
3: your area of expertise, being the, oh, yeah. uh, the forward expert amongst us. Um, <laughs> yeah. With that, you know, that being that, said, obviously we, there's no, there's no DAV this week. I was going to um, say, yeah. And, and I, I'm far from being an aside. expert. <laughs> i played every game of rugby I ever played in the forwards, but I'm far from being <laughs> an expert. So uh, you're, you're very much the man in the hot seat. Okay. I think given that there's a lot of doom and gloom around in the wake of this result, forwards, should we be a bit more positive with how the forwards went?
2: I think so, yeah. I mean, there was a wobble towards the end of the game with the line-out because um, Ken Owens misses his last throw, and I think the, the one right to the death with yeah, uh R- Rory Best, yeah, wasn't clever. But, I mean, they could, I mean, I, I, I hope not, but they could, some of them, still be getting used to the calls. They can't use the calls they use with their country or their club, because they got new calls for this team. And I'm, I'm assuming they, they use the same system throughout the midweek. The both teams, the midweek team and the weekend team, and a bit of kind of a, a influx on the bench, mm-hmm. and suddenly things can go a bit pear shaped. So, uh, but I I, I, think I I was just saying, you know, when you first rang me, is that um, Auckland did a lot of work. They were throwing funny ones to the front and doing all sorts of things because. To me, I mean, usually that's a clear indicator you're not confident in your jumpers when you start yeah. doing funny lineouts, shortened outs everything to try and. And then in fairness, they did a really good job of, I think, covering up for the fact that they were up against it in the set piece.
3: Let's stick with let's stick with the lineout for a uh, for a minute because, I think, generally speaking, it functioned it functioned pretty well for the Lions, <sighs> both in terms of disrupting and on their own ball.
2: Yeah, we uh, yeah. It, it could have been better on, on disrupting our opposition throw-ins, but we gave a penalty away a couple of times yeah. with, um, Courtney Lawrence grabbing someone in the air. And then I think I told you it got done for it as well. Um, so you could, I, that's a sign that they're creaking to me, but, uh, it didn't, it didn't, didn't influence the outcome obviously because, uh, we lost, but, um, our own ball never looked in danger until, you know, the changes came. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you have got Courtney Laws in the side, uh, and and Marrow told you, you'd expect to have a tidy lineup. So um, it's just it, it, it's going to be. Re- <laughs> I know, it, I mean, it was a big step up from the first game, mm. uh, and, and apparently another step up now for the Crusaders, and they, they must be naming the side tomorrow. Uh, yeah, the Lions. that's right. And so you know, have a pretty good see. indication
3: of you know of who it will be. Obviously, he wants to give everyone a everyone a run out
2: and give them a yeah, fair there's there's a couple of players who haven't been involved at all, isn't there? That's right, yeah. yeah John Davis and. Yeah, George North. Yeah. A few others. With of course,
3: the, yeah, George North, yeah. Liam
2: Williams had a bit of a cameo today, so.
3: He did, yeah, a bit of a, cha- a chaotic cameo. With, mm. um, just to go back to the, to the set piece then, mm. the scrum was another one where I think you could definitely take out a few positives, given that, you know, some of their front row might well be involved with the, well, more than likely going to be involved in the All Black squad.
2: Are they their first choice, some of those guys, are
3: they? Well, yeah, given that Dane Coles is, is struggling, uh, their oh, right. Pearson is going to be in and around there. And also Famoina's had a, you know, a number of, um, I, that you know, would be first choice, but he's had a no, number of, you no. know, he's an international quality prop. I'm,
2: I'm not up to speed on guns. the old uh, on the old Super 15 because, um, I mean, if I watch all the Super 15 as well, I'd literally have to give up my job. <laughs> so, so I can't, I just, I don't normally you need this podcast. You
3: need this podcast to get a bit bigger, don't you, Murph, to, uh, so we can start paying you a salary for the job <laughs> yeah. and watch
2: Super 15 for a living. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, funny enough, I was at a funeral at my rugby club on Monday, where one of the um, real stalwarts of the club had passed away. And uh, one of my old teammates, uh, um, to my surprise, had listened to the podcast. Oh brilliant! And, uh, yeah, uh, so I, I, I have to give him a to, um, give him a shout out. Well. I suppose is uh, Stuart Campbell, the big fucker. Uh, <laughs> Listen to my listened to the podcast and at the funeral he said, "You come over really well, if You're so just as sort full of shit on, <laughs> on the podcast as you are in real life." I like so that. Uh, a
3: ringing, I like a the ringing big, endorsement. I like the big fucker. I think he's a, he's a man of discerning taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, 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 yeah, he is. Right. What about the breakdown then? How did you make? Uh, what did you make out of the Lions got on there?
2: Um, yeah, um, I was going to go. I was going to mention the scrum as well. I, I thought they were creaking in the scrum too. Uh, they, they conceded some penalties, and I, I, I'm just, I've got I got the game on again now. I'm watching it back, and they seem to be scrummaging as low as they could, so that the uh, Lions. And um, a couple of times in scrummaging allow you lose your foot in and they gave away penalties. But the breakdown, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of the breakdown, I think, is dictated by the fact that the backs aren't getting over the game line at the moment. Yeah. So it wouldn't matter. I don't think it was playing for the, for the, in the back row for the Lions. We're we just going we to, I mean, really, I've got to find some shape behind, I think, quite quickly.
3: Well, yeah, and uh- Dan Killick will be providing his post-mortem on that as well, which uh, yeah. we've, got, we've got to look forward to with the, uh, the the shape and the state of what the back play is looking like.
2: Yeah, I mean, it looks very Welsh at the moment, doesn't
3: it? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, there's, the similarities are 100% there from, from mm. what we witnessed during the Six Nations. Just to stick with the pack for a moment, though. Sorry, I keep switching away from the pack it? all the time. That's, uh, it's, yeah, it's almost as if we're not professional podcasters, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, to kind of have a look at some of the personnel within there, any players in the first two games who you think have done their, you know, have have kind of done their chances to w- the world of good, you know, in, in what have been a defeat and an unconvincing victory? Are there any players you think have done well in that?
2: Um... Well, everyone, uh in broadcasting, on Twitter, and everyone always praises Justin Tiprick. Mm. But then he never gets picked ahead of Sam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not just now, but for Wales or, or any other time. I mean, he was good today. Uh, did he come off the bench last week, I think? Yeah, to the bench he? last week, yeah. Yeah, and he was good then. Um uh, I mean, Falata was very good, obviously, last Wednesday. Uh The second notes today were good. So... I thought Jack McGrath was good first half, but then the, the scrum was just as good as Joe Mara on the pitch, so yeah. that'll be interesting, I guess. Um is, is the, Oh, Mako is the third loose head, yeah. Um, I, I, it's one of those where we, no one, I don't think anyone is going to shine properly for the Lions until they can play pro- well as a team. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So for, for individuals to stand out, you've got to be doing, you've got to be gelling together first in the, in the first place for anyone to have a great game. No that a great, great game, I don't think yet. Um, and that, that, I mean, that, that's going to come when hopefully in the next, okay. or if it's not this Saturday, then pretty soon, uh, when, when they're more gelled together because, I mean, no one's really been put through a gap or ending yet. Um, you can't think of any many instances. I suppose uh Jared Payne went close in the corner yeah. today. Um James Haskell had a break through the middle, but no one there's been no flowing bout move where anyone could you could see like for example Jack Noel he had a really hard working uh, game today, albeit up against the flyer in that uh Iwani. Um but like, you can't really say he had a great game because he, he never got the opportunity to go one-on-one with him himself, a ball in hand, you know? So um, it, until until they, re, I mean, hopefully, they start to gel as a side and then you'll be able to see individuals come stand up and put their hand up, you know?
3: But there's no... Stand, there's sta- no, stand, up,
2: stand up and put their hand up at the yeah. same time.
3: And there's no, um, there's no respite. <laughs> like you say, Crusaders on Saturday is an awfully tough yeah. game. And before mm. you know it, the, the first test will be upon us. Do you think it's a must-win game on Saturday
2: now. No. No, I don't think anyone must win apart from the test. Interesting. Um, I mean, it, it helps. I mean, it spreads confidence and everything. Mm. But I don't th- I don't think you could talk about must-win at this stage. Not when you go and play in the Crusaders away. <laughs> I don't think anyone talks about must-win when they go to the Crusaders away. They haven't lost, have they, this season? No, that's all right. So I, I don't think there's any point in the media at all, or the... The uh, management of the Lions saying anything about must-win when it comes to the Crusaders. A good performance would be uh, would be a big uh, boost to the whole squad. I think.
3: What else will we take out of today? Then do you think that they, as the coaches, are kind of picking the bones out of the performance that they will be looking at it, saying that was a you know it was a definitely an improved performance, or will mm. they be still there sat there thinking right we have got loads to work on?
2: Um bit of both, I think. It was definitely a, an improved performance because they're playing a much better side. Uh but clearly like uh, nothing's nothing much happening behind and um yeah, I mean uh I've lost my thread now, what were you we talking about?
3: How much how much they can
2: take out of the performance. Oh yeah, sorry. Um I, I I don't know. I don't know where. I think they can only just keep plugging away. There's still, like we said earlier, there's still players who haven't had a run out yet. Yeah. So that's how, I mean, that's how early on in their development they are, you know. So, um, like, uh, because they're on the third game now, we're going to be expecting another step forward, yeah. uh, on Saturday. But yet there's going to be at least three or four players who haven't had a game yet, um, playing against the Crusaders in their first match. So. It's, it's, it's hard and it's just going to get harder. How much of the stuttering performances has been down to the,
3: the quality of the opposition? I mean, obviously Saturday was was a bit difficult. We seem to be writing that one off as oh, a jet lag. That, but that,
2: yeah, that, that's why I lost my my thread then, because what I was going to say is that as a fan, I wouldn't mind seeing us play in the dry weather. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I but, mean, Rhys you know, what... uh, Webb today... Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm guessing purely dictated by conditions was, was playing like, like Richard uh, Wigglesworth. And that is definitely not Reece Webb's strength. If, no. If not, Webb's I, thought Webb's he did, be... I
3: thought he did a decent job, actually. At least he got some length on the kicks. Um, you know, yeah, I just,
2: sometimes I, just think... I I couldn't tell if they were supposed to be contested or if you were just going for distance. If you are yeah. going for distance, it was neither here nor there. Like, you know... That, like if Freesweb's playing nine for you, he, to me he's got to be running with the ball and hand on the fringes of the rucks and mauls. Otherwise, you're missing half of his game. If they want him to play like Richard Wigglesworth, who was probably as good as any, well, him and Conor Murray are probably the best tactical kickers yeah. in the Northern Hemisphere. Then they should have just picked Richard. Richard, uh, some is in there. Richard Wigglesworth. Um, but like I say, hopefully that was just just condition meant he had to kick a lot. Um, but they, uh, early on they seemed to be running off of Dan Bigger rather than uh, Wales, for example, would run off Reese Webb a lot. And as we know, quite often Wales can't score unless Reese Webb is playing. Yeah. So um, he is that effective, but he was forced into a game that didn't suit him today. It's
3: true, but, you know, as much as we'd like to watch a game in the dry, the first test is in a little over a fortnight in, mm. this, in Auckland. So there's well, yeah. every chance it, it still might be bucketing it then.
2: Southern Hemisphere winter, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So what, they, what they want to do is build a stadium with a roof on it. Yeah, that would that would come in handy. Yeah, yeah.
3: All right, just quickly then, Murph, to finish uh, prediction for Saturday, or is that going to uh, open the team?
2: Um, well, no. I, I hopefully, just more progression. You know, like um, they were they were uh, particularly up front. I, I'll, I'll leave the backs to uh, stand. But particularly up front. There was definitely. Um, Uh, a few few steps forward I would say from last Wednesday but um, so as long as they keep going in the right direction you can't can't, there's not much more like I say there's still players who haven't had a game Mm. Uh, so maybe once everyone's on their second game then we can start to criticise I guess but the trouble is every game not every game is going to be harder the next because this next one is probably going to be one of the hardest games of the whole tour (coughs) Crusaders outside of the tests but there's no respite is there I mean you that going coming over there. So. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's hope you're right. It's an improved performance
3: uh, and ideally a win. And then, you know, all, all of a sudden it feels like the tour's back on again very, uh, very, very quickly.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can tell, even from the provincial uh, Barbarians, that wins are going to be really hard against yeah. everyone. So, uh, so I think when, when we get them, we should celebrate them all because uh, they're going to be really tough all the way through.
3: All right, Murph. Well, we'll um, enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll look forward to catching up with you as always next week.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm looking forward to. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Yestin George's debut. Did you say you're going to broadcast this? One? Is right. Yeah, this Friday. Friday.
3: So yeah, be sure. Anyone who's been listening to our Lions Memory series, we've got one with uh, with Yestin George, who's a friend of, friend of the podcast and um, and journalist. He'll be. That'll be that'll be going live on Friday morning, so you can have a listen to that to get you in the mood for uh, get you okay. in the mood for the Crusaders game.
2: And did he make a list of scarlet players who weren't lucky not to make the Lions tour? Um, yes, it did. <laughs> we, we, even vent- we even ventured on to, uh, to why um,
3: to why James Davis should be on the should be on the Wales tour. But there we go. Oh uh,
2: yeah. Uh, have we found out the time now? That's probably about us. I think, mate. I was going to give I was going to give. Uh, Roger Jones I mentioned he's just been drawn into the well, he had been drawn into the Welsh squad because of uh, Samson Lee's knee yeah. is it his knee I think it's his knee isn't it? and uh, he he caught my, I, we weren't uh, we didn't talk much about the uh, Osprey semi-final game because I think it was a week I missed but um, yeah. he caught my eye because he's had a run of games which is something he hasn't done for a long time uh, for the Osprey, Ospreys, only a, a handful of games. But he's yeah. had a run of games, and his his carrying stands out a mile when you compare him to the other tight heads in Wales. Um, it's most unlike most
3: unlike you though to be picking out a picking out a tight head for his ability in the loose. You like a tight head to scrummage, <laughs> don't you?
2: Well, yeah. Well, this is the thing. He's, I don't think he's scrummaging is as good as Samson's, or probably not as good as Thomas Francis either. But w- w- the thing, is, if he can carry like he was against Munster then he's going to have to be looked at because uh, uh, his carrying, although he's, I mean, he, he's no Kyle Sinclair, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but he is better than uh, Samson and um, Thomas is put together. And we, I, it got me to thinking then that, um, I can't remember the last time we had a ball, good ball carrying tight end. It might've been John Davis, of i yeah, oddly yeah. enough. Otherwise, like Adam Jones, obviously wasn't a ball carrier. Um, and I can't think so you've been like Chris Horseman, people like that. None of them are particularly uh good with ball in hand since John Davis. So if I mean Roger Jones he's not a world beater with a ball in hand, but at least it takes it the pressure you know, off the rest of your rest of your ball carriers if you've got a tight head you can do a bit. So I think if he can stay on the pitch, which is the, his biggest problem, if he can stay on the pitch, he will definitely be uh looked at quite uh quite seriously by the Welsh squad. Although <clears throat> you have to you have to be really bad, obviously, to get dropped out of the Welsh Squad, as we know. That's true. Once you're in it, <laughs> yeah, it's like a mafia. So I called I, the Nostra. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep tried going. to leave, but they dragged me back in. <laughs> with that,
3: <laughs> on that uh, yeah, on that CD underbelly bombshell, it's probably time yeah. to probably time to leave
2: it. Thanks for your time, Big, big over and cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thanks, mate. Bye.
1: <laughs> Powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Everyone thinks I had a storybook career, that I just sprang into Disney Channel stardom overnight, made millions, and lived happily ever after. Spoiler alert, I didn't. There were countless failures along the way, and there still are. How I deal with that struggle and how I pivot when failure creeps in is what allows me to keep going, keep learning, and keep striving for balance. The Vulnerable Podcast is an invitation to hang out every week with me, Christy Carlson-Romano, as I invite friends, celebrities, and experts for in-depth conversations discussing the good, the complicated, the beauty of being human, and what it means to be vulnerable. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate the ups and downs of my guests' paths to success. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Sports Social Podcast Network